today I'm going to talk about the support and the beauty of lineage. Um, so I'm just going to talk about that and then we'll talk together. Uh, last June, I was visiting my grandson in um, Brooklyn, New York. He's three. And I walked across the Brooklyn Bridge and I can, you can see the Statue of Liberty from the Brooklyn Bridge and the harbor. And um, like many of you, I've seen her up close. I've walked up her stairs and I've seen her across the water. And each time when I see her, my heart kind of vibrates. So what is that about? Just that vibration is to me, it's about the lineage of hope, the beckoning of the Bodhisattva. And as you know, the Bodhisattva vows to help everyone cross into the world of freedom before she does. So Jasper, who's my three-year-old grandson, uh, he asked me, why does the lady hold up the light, Grandma Yo-Yo? He calls me Grandma Yo-Yo. Um, I was like kind of taken aback. Of course, I know that for him, it's just a concrete sort of question. Because <laughs> he's three, but still. So I said, um, the light helps the sad and scared people know where to go to be safe. I said. Jasper kind of looked at me, and then he ran around in circles in the backyard. So we could say lineage is Ariadne's thread leading us out of the labyrinth of samsara in the world of suffering. In the dictionary, this is what it says about lineage. It says, um, descent from an ancestor or a pedigree. Anthropologically, it's a social group tracing its descent from a single ancestor. In biology, it's a sequence of species, each of which is considered to have evolved from its predecessor. And cellularly, it's a sequence of cells in the body which have developed from a common ancestral cell, and that's called the myeloid lineage. On the back door of my music room, I have a large poster of the Zen ancestors. So when we take lay or priest ordination, one of the things that we receive is our lineage papers. So the lineage papers legitimize our place in that ancestral line, and we're at the bottom of that list of names. Each ancestor has a hand on the back of the person in front of them. So in the papers and by taking our vows, we are placed in that line and gifted with the energy and insight of everyone before us. So we chant 
the lineage of ancestors in the morning chanting service. I don't know if you guys do that or do it some days. I don't know exactly how it works over there, but um, it's there anyway. So all of us here on screen and in person come from a long line of practitioners, vowers, hopers, and intenders. So I started reflecting, you know, on this lineage thing and different areas, different arenas of lineage um, emerged for me. For instance, um, I thought about music. Ali Akbar Khan, the incredible tabla player and teacher said, it takes 500 years to make a musician. It takes 500 years to make a musician. I just remember sobbing when I heard that. You know, my heart understood. It doesn't make sense in your head, but my heart was like, yeah, that's right. As a child, maybe some of you also had this experience, going to take piano lessons. My teacher, poor Mrs. Long, my teacher, had busts of Bach, Mozart, and Beethoven on the piano. Maybe you had that. They were the holders of the lineage in which the music I studied sat. When I hear beautiful Western music, classical music, jazz, indigenous music, or even rock and roll, I notice a profound wave of gratitude washed through me for the lineage that brought this moment of sound here all the hearing, sensing, discerning courage that made something that I am lucky to be hearing right now out of the enormous nothing that is found everywhere. You could say inspiration is lineage. And so now I, I'm just seeing Andrea's face and I'm thinking, of all those beautiful books of Hojo-san that you put together and how inspiring it is for us to have that and for me to have that. And dance, when I was seven, I took dance with Mrs. Lipson um, in outside of Chicago. It wasn't ballet. And I remember that when I was 12, I wrote her a thank you note for all that she gave us. So that's the awakening of lineage, you know, realizing you didn't lift your foot by yourself. <laughs> so the feeling of appreciation and gratitude is also lineage. Later on, I got to study modern dance in most of the lineages of that field. So each lineage was headed by a teacher discoverer of a way to approach movement and art and life. For instance, Martha Graham, Eric Hawkins, Merce Cunningham, and then Hanya Holm, Nikolai, and Murray Lewis from the Bauhaus, whose work influenced a range of artists, including Meredith Monk and David Byrne, musician, and Anna Halprin, 
who died last June at 100 years of age and had been teaching until a few days before her death, which is just like dying with your boots on. Very inspiring. So that richness and inspiration of all those teachers and what they offer us is lineage. And then I thought about karma, the cellular conditioning that we all come into this world with as babies continues to unfold. And if it's unrecognized, it just plays out throughout our lives. This ancestral lineage is, can be a powerful doorway to unraveling the stories and the karmic knots that we all carry, which construct our identities. Our practice can uncover the power of these stories that we carry within us and bring patterns to healing and freedom. In 1994, I was so lucky that I went to Hungary to visit and meet my ancestral karma. And then in 1996, the distillation of that meeting came alive on stage with seven other performance artists in a work named Bridge of Stones. This practice of meeting our ancestral karma is strongly recommended by Devin Berry, an African-American Dharma teacher. This is what he has done and is doing, and I highly recommend it. Healing is the lineage of karma. Uh, before I took the path of ordination in 2000, I was asked to give three reasons for ordaining. One of the three reasons was this. I wanted to enter a path that was time tested by thousands who went before me. And I wanted this pathway to have legs. The legs, our lineage. One of the preparations for priest ordination was to do a bowing practice to all of the ancestors every day for a long time. One day at the end of that practice, I began to weep. And in my inner uh, ear, I heard the women ancestors calling to me. And they said, go all the way, do it for us, give us a voice. It was a very powerful experience. So now I would say listening and encouragement is lineage. Later on in 2006, Doka Jorksen, my transmission teacher, offered to do a Shuso ceremony for me and with me. So the Shuso is, um, do you guys do the Shuso ceremony? where it's very complicated ceremony, but basically um, it's a question and answer and anyone in the community can ask the Shuso person any question about life practice or the koan that's being presented. It's a really cool um, ceremony. Um, so Dokai didn't ask anything from me at that time. And I was at Hokioji um, at a practice period. So one night I went to sleep I was going to sleep and I like saw this waterfall in front of me 
And I realized that I wanted to stand in that waterfall. I wanted to stand in that stream. And then I realized in order for me to stand in that stream, I had to ask. I had to make a request. It was requisite that I become vulnerable and humble. And, and that I make a request, which I did do. So requesting, I would say requesting is lineage. Up on the Canadian border, Tom knows this, um, up on the Canadian border sits Gunflint Lake. Has anybody been to Gunflint Lake? Yeah, in Minnesota. Um, it's about nine miles long and a mile across to Canada. And at the east end of the lake, there's a huge, large waterfall that's like 100 yards across the top. It rises about 75 feet from the stream bed, and it's called Bridal Vale Falls. Has anyone seen that? Yeah. The magma event that created the falls happened about a billion years ago. I looked it up. I was like, wow. So one hot summer day after canoeing two miles and then hiking into the falls, I hiked up the falls um, to a ledge on which one, one could perch while the spill from the falls continuously beat on one's shoulders. And there was no gap. It was so fascinating. There was no gap where you could say, wow, you know, wow, this is happening. <laughs> no gap in which the self was able to grasp the experience. Only a giant deep bellied howl was possible. Just to meet the moment with the whole body mind moment. So lineage is like this, no gap. <laughs> Okay, can you hear me again? Okay. Did you hear did you hear about the water coming down? Okay. I don't know when that happened. So lineage is like this, no gap, hugely dynamic and unstable. So whatever I might think about the lives of the people who came before me on the lineage lists, their lives were completely unreliable and dynamic just like our lives right now. Maybe they got on the list by stealth even, like Jacob with Esau. And then I have to ask always, where were the women anyway? I think they were secretly in between all the men, woven all around the men's names. That's my theory. Wisdom teachings are often precious and hidden. For example, the secret teachings of the Prajnaparamita, great perfection, were said to have been given to the Nagas. And the Nagas are divine, half-human, half-serpent beings who live under the sea. They were given to them for safekeeping, and when the time was ripe, the Nagas gave these teachings to the philosopher monk, Nagarjuna, who lived from, well, who knows if he really lived 100 years, but it says 150 CE to 250 CE. 
So these sacred texts on the true nature of reality became fundamental to Chinese, Japanese, and Western Mahayana Buddhism and Tibetan Buddhism. I first uh, chanted the condensed version of these teachings of the Heart Sutra right here, there, <laughs> at, at MCMC. And it's chanted all over the world every day. The nature of non-inherent existence is a teaching that modern science only began to understand from the early 20th century. Yet all those years ago, this information appeared to have been embedded in the image of a serpent-human serpent hybrid. Dogen Zenji says, it is rare to practice what is rare. So that's sometimes, you know, I think, this is really rare, like doing rohatsu. Did you just do rohatsu last week or something? Yeah, it's a really rare thing to do to get to do this, for the causes and conditions to come together to practice what is rare. And practicing what is rare is lineage also. In the Jewish tradition, the passing of the Torah scroll containing the secret teachings for life is handed from one generation to the next. We say, Lador Vador with hope that the precious teachings will be protected, appreciated, used, and realized. So what we all practice, study, realize, and embody have been carried to us from our teachers and from their teachers through every sort of circumstance and condition imaginable. We are linked with them in a line dance, hand to hand, mind to mind, heart to heart, we traverse time and space together. For example, in the Buddhist tradition, from the Buddha and his teachers before him, from Nepal through India and Southeast Asia, China, Tibet, Korea, Japan, and points west. And for all of us together this morning, we can trace our own wisdom linkages our own wisdom linkages through generations, geography, story, and love. Lineage is realizing what is just before us. The whole chain is illuminated. So I want to um, invite you to a guided meditation right now a guided lineage meditation. Are you are you up for that? Yeah. Okay, good. I can see everyone getting settled over there. All right. So, just finding your seat. Be comfortable. I'm going back to your breath. You can let your eyes close. Actually. Relaxing back into your chair, your couch, or on the cushion. Breathing into your belly, finding your belly.
and your ribs. your heart your third eye and the pineal gland on top of your head just being available to all that. Just allowing any knowing or image or story or maybe nothing of your own lineages to arise in what, whatever arena it comes. If it comes, enjoy it. If not, just rest in the openness and availability. You might notice what gifts come to you. Or perhaps there are gifts you wish to give to it. Are there? You might want to offer thanks if that comes up for you. Just gradually, just come back to your breath. Breathing in and out of the whole body and your heart in particular. And then just um, letting your eyes open and come back into the room. And we'll have a moment to offer up what we uh, shared, what we found there in a, in, a, in a moment. We'll do that together.
So we could say lineage is the confidence of the beloved community. And to end, I want to read this poem by Joy Harjo, uh, who's the um, poet laureate of the United States at the moment. This is called A Map to the Next World by Joy Harjo for Desiree Kiera Chi. In the last days of the fourth world, I wished to make a map for those who would climb through the hole in the sky. My only tools were the desires of humans as they emerged from the killing fields from the bedrooms and the kitchens. For the soul is a wanderer with many hands and feet. The map must be of sand and can't be read by ordinary light. It must carry fire to the next tribal town for renewal of spirit. In the legend are instructions on the language of the land how it was we forgot to acknowledge the gift as if we were not in it or of it. Take note of the proliferation of supermarkets and malls, the altars of money. They best describe the detour from grace. Keep track of the errors of our forgetfulness. The fog steals our children while we sleep. Flowers of rage spring up in the depression. Monsters are born there of nuclear anger. Trees of ashes wave goodbye to goodbye and the map appears to disappear. We no longer know the names of the birds here, how to speak to them by their personal names. Once, we knew everything in this lush promise. What I am telling you is real and is printed in a warning on the map. Our forgetfulness stalks us, walks the earth behind us, leaving a trail of paper diapers, needles, and wasted blood. An imperfect map will have to do, little one. The place of entry is the sea of your mother's blood, your father's small death, as he longs to know himself in another. There is no exit. The map can be interpreted through the wall of the intestine, a spiral on the road of knowledge. You will travel through the membrane of death Smell cooking from the encampment where our relatives make a feast of fresh deer meat and corn soup in the Milky Way. They have never left us. We abandoned them for science. And when you take your next breath, as we enter the fifth world, there will be no X, no guidebook with words you can carry. You will have to navigate by your mother's voice. Renew the song she is singing. Fresh courage glimmers from planets. 
and lights the map printed with the blood of history, a map you will have to know by your intention, by the language of sons. When you emerge, note the tracks of the monster slayers where they entered the cities of artificial light and killed what was killing us. You will see red cliffs. They are the heart, contain the ladder. A white deer will greet you when the last human climbs from the destruction. Remember the whole of shame marking the act of abandoning our tribal grounds. We were never perfect, yet the journey we make together is perfect on this earth who was once a star and made the same mistakes as humans. We might make them again, she said. Crucial to finding the way is this, there is no beginning or end. You must make your own map. So thank you for listening 